Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Ask Shane Anything for 2024. I am back. We are back, kind of. Um, It's been interesting this week. I feel like I'm the only person working in the games industry this week. All the websites are still not publishing content. Seems like all the Patreons, other than us, are still not publishing content. We publish content through the entire holiday season. I got back. I had videos rolling through the channels like the next day. Um, Hope you guys appreciate it. A lot of other people are slacking right now. We're not. Uh, A couple things before we get going into this episode. Uh, There are some changes coming in 2024. I've talked about them a little bit in relation to Game Face. The first thing I would say, and I'll reiterate this on Tuesday when we do Game Face, is that the new Game Face is not going to launch this week. It's just, it's an impossible project to get done in like a week's time while I'm doing the other stuff. And that's really the problem is that like everything I do, it's extra above like the routine that I'm in. So like what I do on a weekly basis takes up all my time and then some way over a 40 hour week. So when I have other stuff I need to do, like rework a show like Game Face or whatever, that's all done like over overtime. Um, And so I'm not going to have it ready for Tuesday, unfortunately. There's just way too much stuff to do. So Working on that. Um, other things before we get going here. Um, Ask Shane, anything that's going to be a little different going into 2024? The show's not going to change all that much. Are we still going to ask you guys for questions? I'm still going to answer them. I just don't think we're going to do it as often in 2024. I think what we're going to do on Fridays um, for most of the year, once we get things in rhythm, is have kind of a different thing every Friday. Um, we'll do probably two episodes of Ask Shane, anything every month, and then the other two Fridays will be something different. Um, I'm thinking one of the Fridays might be at least one video review or game eval per month. Um, and maybe we put up a poll to let you guys pick which one you want us to do a video eval on, because obviously we would have already talked about it on Game Face. Um, really the reason to do it is because I think our reviews are good, one. But two, I also think that like a lot of people don't get that like we we review games on Game Face. And if we just post like review of hot game on our YouTube channel, it will do way more traffic than just putting up an episode of Game Face. So, um, one, I believe in our reviews, our video reviews. I think they're solid. Um, and two, I think it's a good way to get people engaged with our channel and maybe end up following us and maybe end up supporting us ultimately or whatever. So, changes are coming. They're not going to be immediate, though. It's not like I'm going to flip a switch next week and all this stuff is going to happen. Again, I'm one guy um, and I can only get stuff done so quickly. My number one task, obviously, right now is getting the new game face up and running. Once that's done, I'll start moving on to doing the new schedule on Friday. And then a third thing before we get going um, is that we need more questions. It, part of it's my fault because over the holidays, I took down the link and the header of the website to ask questions for asking anything. Um, and I did put it back up over the last week, but I think we got like three questions. I had to go way up in the message board thread to get the questions for this episode. And the good news is, you guys had asked great questions way up in the thread that I hadn't yet got to, and they're evergreen. So we have a good episode today, but we need more questions. So again, go to that link in the header at sifted.net on the homepage. Click it, go to our forums, ask me a question, I'll answer it here on the show. Let's go. <laughs> All right, our first question in 2024 comes from Joaquim Dragoon. What IP would you like to see turned into a game that has not been given the gaming treatment? What genre do you like to see it in? This is very easy for me. <laughs> it's so easy for me. Um, I think I may even have mentioned this before, various places, Game Face or whatever. But to me, the IP that is just sitting there, just waiting to be made, and it's crazy to me that this hasn't happened with all the MCU stuff that was popping off a couple years ago, 
is Marvel's Secret Wars. Now, I realize the end of the MCU was basically Secret Wars. You had the good guys versus the bad guys in this gigantic war. But for those of you who don't know, Secret Wars was a series of, I think, like 10 or 11 comics back in the 80s, where basically all the good guys and the bad guys in the Marvel Universe were sent to this other galaxy or whatever and put on a planet where they just fought each other. Um, and that's pretty much the whole premise of it. And Doctor Doom plays a big part of it, and the Beyonder plays a big part of it. But the thing is, is like it is perfect for so many different genres. If you want a game as a service, there you go. You just put the heroes and the villains on a planet, and they fight each other. And that's pretty much the whole premise of it, except you're using your favorite characters from the Marvel Universe. So... I think it's a no-brainer. It would work in RTS games. It could be huge. Do you, do you remember a, um, a game called Chrome Hounds? It was this mech combat game. I believe it was for Xbox 360, that era. Um, but it, it had this cool multiplayer mode where it like tracked like a world, the whole world where people were battling each other. It had this global map and everything. I would love if the Secret Wars game had something like that that you could follow to see how the war between the good guys and the bad guys was going. There's so many social media hooks that could work there. It's a no-brainer. Then just being a part of it, choosing whether you want to be a good guy or a bad guy and which character you want to play as. And maybe it could be a case where there's all these proxy wars going on because you don't want to make it so just one person can be you know, one of the characters. You want everybody to be able to play Spider-Man if they want to or whatever. So there's ways that you could make it work. But overall, Secret Wars, simple premise, very compelling, and it works on first-person shooters. You could even could even be a mode in like it could be Battlefield Secret Wars or whatever. There's so many things that you could do with such a simple premise. RTS games would work great. MMORPGs would work with the framework. Almost any genre, you can figure out a way to make Marvel's Secret Wars work. Now, truth be told, it sounds like this stuff might be happening anyway. It, it sounds to me, and I'm not a scholar on the MCU, I'm just going to admit right now, and I may, what I'm about to say may be absolutely wrong, but it does seem like they're kind of headed towards Secret Wars anyway. So this stuff could kind of happen organically eventually in the next like half decade or something like that. But to me, that is just the most obvious low-hanging fruit. I think it's what people wanted from like Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> There's been a lot of attempts at multiplayer-focused Marvel games. None of them have been all that great. You have the Ultimate Alliance games, which are cooperative, and they're just basically like isometric like beat-em-ups or whatever. This is like team-based stuff. Total Chrome Hounds like world tracking thing could work in a bunch of different genres. Somebody do it. All right, our next question comes from Pain of Demise. With the recent release of Super Mario RPG, do you prefer it when developers stay true to the classic game and just give it some quality of life improvements and improve graphics like Super Mario RPG? Or would you rather have them add a bunch of extra content and story that wasn't there and overhaul almost everything like in Final Fantasy VII Remake? That's a great question. I'm surprised nobody has asked it before. <laughs> um, and that's that's kind of the way great questions work. Um, let's see. I, I don't think there's an absolute answer to this, but I also don't think that it's just a case-by-case -case basis. Um, I think the perfect way to remake a game, no surprise here if you know how I feel about the game, is the Resident Evil 4 remake. It is kind of the perfect middle ground between what you've described here Um for the most part, it stays very faithful to Resident Evil 4. It's not like when you play the remake, you're going to be like, wait a minute, that's nothing like what I remember. It's a lot like what you remember. But also, you may not remember how clunky and awkward some parts of Resident Evil 4, the original, were. And they smoothed all those over. They did such a good job of it, I don't think a lot of people even noticed. Even the shooting is much better 
in Resident Evil 4 Remake than it was in the original Resident Evil 4 in a number of different ways. The combat's way better, storytelling's better, obviously the graphics and all the stuff that you always get with Remaster are better. Um, to your question about adding extra story stuff, that's where it gets a little dicey to me. That's where you're starting to mess with the creative vision of the game and the ideas that the people who made that game had. You may not even know some of the little things that they put in these games, the developers did back in the day, that have a purpose and a, and a meaning and a reason why they did it. If they're gone, they're not there to help guide you while you're working on this remake or remaster, it could be completely lost. You may not even have any idea why some of this stuff is done. You're just like, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm getting rid of it. But if you talk to the person who did it, they'll be like, no, 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 no. I'll tell you exactly why it's that way. So that makes me a little nervous. The story stuff especially makes me nervous because then you're messing with like canon. Like Resident Evil 4 Remake didn't really mess with the story at all. There's a couple little tweaks here and there, but they weren't significant parts of the game where the fans are going to like freak out and be like, that completely ruined the game or whatever. Final Fantasy VII to me... Remake was a little bit of a step too far. Like, I'm not the world's biggest Final Fantasy VII fan, but I do like it, and I do understand why it was such a big game when it came back, came out back in the 90s, and why it sent the PlayStation into the strata. I get all that, but the remake of that game was nothing like Final Fantasy VII. I found myself struggling to, like, connect the dots between the new game and the old game, and I think that's terrible. I don't think... I don't even know, honestly if a lot of fans of Final Fantasy... When I say fans of Final Fantasy VII, I mean people my age. I mean people who played it when it came out. I don't mean people who are 17 now and have been told so many times that Final Fantasy VII is awesome, that they believe Final Fantasy VII is awesome without even knowing if it is or not. I'm talking about the people who played it, the people who are the fans that bought it when it originally came out. Like, I don't even th know if those people really liked the Final Fantasy VII remake all that much. I, to me... That's, and it's a good example on your part. I feel like that's where things went a step too far. Now, on the flip side, the other game you bring up, Super Mario RPG, I would argue that maybe that game didn't change enough. Um, I was kind of left after playing that game with like, why does this exist? Now I get why it exists, because the original game is a Super Nintendo game, and they would have to work on it to get that to work on the Switch or whatever. I would argue that might've been the better idea. I actually feel like the game lost a little bit of its charm. Um, in the remaster or whatever you want to call it. I guess that's a remake. I don't know. <laughs> it's also confusing anymore. But the new Super Mario RPG, I feel like lost some of the charm from the original in the transition. And to be fair, they didn't change even all that much. But like some of the tricks that they made, they used in the original, like that were kind of cool in a way to work around the, the existing technology of the time. Now they try to do it and it just looks goofy. Like some of the small gameplay sections of the game like there's the one where you're going down the river and you're on the logs or whatever that was like back when it came out that was like a technical marvel at the time people are like whoa i've never seen a game do that cut it out <laughs> in the future game it's not a technical marvel anymore it's just an eyesore so i feel like maybe super mario rpg stayed too close to the original so much so that i felt like i liked the original better now again there were some improvements in the graphics were better were they better i don't know i thought maybe the 2d sprites had a little bit more charm and personality so anyway it's complicated there's no, again going back to what i started saying when i first started answering this there's no perfect science to this i don't think you can just apply a blanket statement across all games I do think it's on a case-by-case -case basis. And in some cases, like a genre by genre basis, some genres have really evolved since the Super Nintendo was released. 
First-person shooters, for example, didn't even really exist back then, or they hardly did. They're only a PC thing. Some genres haven't changed all that much. And so, again, it's on a game-by-game -game basis, a genre-by-genre -genre basis, but I just don't think there's any blanket you can toss over the entire situation. Okay, our final question for the first episode of Ash Ain't Anything for 2024 comes from Kaleeb Twilai. How do you feel about side quests in video games? How much do you think they add to the overall experience, and where do you think the limit is? When do you think they are a burden to the overall game development life cycle? Personally, speaking in broad terms, painting with a wide brush, I generally don't like side quests. Um, I think by design, they're just going to be worse than the main quest. <laughs> if the quest, typically, if the quest is that good, it's a main quest. It's not a side quest because the developers know that if something is designated as a side quest, I would argue it probably has a 60 or 70% chance of not being played just because within the context and the framework of the game, the player recognizes it as a side quest. I mean, typically when I play games for review for Game Face or whatever, like I play through the main quest, obviously, and I only play side quests when they, they're really interesting. And it's hard to find really interesting side quests. It's, I mean, if you need any further proof of that, I can name games that have great side quests. There aren't that many. <laughs> most of them are just filler, let's be honest. Like, most of the side quests in games, and also being honest, most side quests are, for, are in RPGs, or action-adventure games, or action RPGs. <laughs> but anyway, most of them are just there to pad out the experience so that that NPC that's standing there has a purpose other than just standing there or walking up to them and pressing the A or X button and listening to them blather on about something. It's to give purpose to the world and all the things that populate the world. It's to make the game feel alive. So I understand the purpose of the side quests, but ultimately people don't play them nearly as much as the main quests and... Consequently, they're not that great. It's a, it's almost like a catch-22 because it's like, it's a chicken or egg scenario. It's like, if you want people to play side quests, you have to make great side quests. But you're not going to make great side quests unless you know people are going to play the side quests. So you either have to have a lot of faith in your ability to build quests and motivate players to, to go off the beaten path, or you probably should just not try to do them at all. Because let's be honest, the vast majority of side quests in video games are, hey... I need something from this person. Will you go and get it for me? You go and get it. You bring it back. Your meter goes up. Everybody celebrate. That's how side quests work. Now, games like The Witcher 3 have proven that really capable studios can deliver side quests every bit as compelling as the main quests. But that's an, an anomaly. That's the exception to the rule, not the rule, unfortunately. So... Going back, let me look at your questions again here. How do I feel about them? I think I answered that. How much do you think they add to the overall experience when, um, well, I mean, they give you stuff to do. Um, they make the 60 or $70 video game worth 60 or $70. Uh, if you think about it, without side quests in most action RPGs and most RPGs, you know, you're probably cutting 40% of the content out of the game. Um, you can finish them a lot more quickly. And honestly, like if you start poking around, you realize I didn't miss that much by skipping them. So I don't know that they add that much to the overall experience other than the perception with the player that there is stuff to do, whether they want to do it or not. And it does extend the length of the game for people who are completionists and who want to, you know, go through every nook and cranny of a game's world. So I think there's some value there. Uh, when do you think they're a burden to the overall game development? Always. <laughs> I don't think any developer wants to create a quest 
that isn't good enough to be a main quest. The people who work at development studios, who work on quests and building objectives and things like that into games, none of them aspire to be the side quest designer. <laughs> they all want to be the main quest designer. Um, so maybe that does motivate them to create some good side quests. But the thing is, is like you can come with come up with ideas all day long. Eventually, they have to be executed by the team. And are you going to dedicate a lot of your team to the main quests? Or are you going to dedicate them to the side quests? It's the main quest. So side quests are just always kind of like fallen by the wayside, second class citizen type things. Um, it does make me respect games more that really focus on great side quests, but unfortunately, they're just too far and few between. All right, that's it for the first episode of Ashane Anything for 2024. Will we be back next Friday? Probably. Um, I'm looking more into like February before we start getting kind of the new content going. It's going to take me most of January to get the new game face going. And then I can start moving on to some of the other stuff we're going to do in 2024. So this show will probably be back next Friday. So head to sifted.net, click that link in the header and make sure you ask me some questions. As always, thanks to everybody who's pledging at that Ask Shane tier at $7 or more per month. If you enjoy this show, maybe consider bumping up your pledge to that level. It will ensure that it goes on into infinity. So, Happy New Year to all you guys. Hope everybody has a great 2024. We'll see you Tuesday for Game Face.